seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast at QuakeCon. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Picard Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype, returning from his epic adventure, is Todd Young Dolph Fortner. What's going on, man? Man, you know what? I wish all of that was true. It is so good to be back, though. Oh, I'm it so is. glad to be back. Yeah, you know You're to be back. I- I appreciate you holding it down as usual. You know what I mean? Uh, you know how it goes. You know, it just didn't work out scheduling wise last week to fit it all in. But we had to have the STT, you know, presence at good old QuakeCon this year, man. It's just, I don't know. Personally, I did it for myself, people, for selfish reasons. But I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's a rainy day. It's a perfect Madden weekend weather kind of weekend. So, you know back fucking around with the fuck around man yes shoot. oh yeah shout out l-o-u-c-b-d oil <laughs> <laughs> y'all can fuck with that at sct i hadn't fucking with it said anything about them in a minute tyler and them real cool people if you want to know anything about you know that industry right now he, they, they do some real good informative stuff and you know i've been on that sneak again man this weekend this is not stuff to like promote this is just like real story you can see the old school sneak man shit that uh we was rocking last year at QuakeCon when we was together. I still but, uh, have that bottle, and I still use it for all my shakes and uh, s- smoothies. Smoothies. I was going to say Slurpees, and I was like, I don't make Slurpees at home. Slurpees are somewhere where I go called 7-Eleven. It's a magical place, and if you're not blessed with a 7-Eleven, I feel bad for you. They have delicious Slurpees. They have a magical mystery flavor that has made my day, sir. Anyway, Sorry. Speaking of 7-Eleven, do you think Abu is racist? That's, okay. I think Abu is a stereotype. Number one, I do think Abu is a stereotype. Number two, I think he started out racist, for sure, because he was just the gas station clerk. But I think as the show went on, he became a more complicated character. And he became a more integral part of Springfield. So... I think they expanded on that character, but I think they did it because they also ran out of storyline because they had no intention on ever expanding on him to begin with because they didn't know The Simpsons would be on for 30-plus years. It's been on as long as I've been alive. <laughs> and I love that show for its its legacy. However, I think Apu became, you know, he started out racist. That's what I'll say. That was a weird on-the-spot question. Todd, how are you this week? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a chance oh, to discuss shit. my feelings on Apu. Oh man. oh man, it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back, record, man. The, uh, sorry, sorry for if if you're new to the show. This is yeah. what we do. It's good to see my dog. I had to throw an impossible question out there to break the ice. <laughs> You got to keep me on it my toes. Racist, it was racist. It's racist. You should watch a, Z- a season Zara show on Netflix, bro. It's, it's funny, bro. Okay. That's, that's what I was Seriously, it's something you'll enjoy. I didn't mean to throw you off, but how you doing, man? How Good. you feeling? It's like Good. going. How's the family? How the dogs? I've got how- five dogs in the house right now um, because we're dog sitting. And Todd, I will give you a, a tip for the future if you ever decide to go the dog route. Five is way too many. 
it's way, way too many. Um, three is probably too much, which we have. Two is okay, but five? No, no. <laughs> Just especially four and a puppy. Oh my god, the puppy's insane. Just crazy. Um, uh, wants to yeah, keep man. you up all night. It's like taking care of a baby. It's just weird. Like, is it? Yeah, they just I always I always found that a strange correlation. But I th- like, yeah, like, I mean, because you can just like I'm not gonna get deep culturally with that. But I, I you you said something about having dogs and going a dog route, and I just think to myself, man, I always think about shout out, man. Hopefully, I I can live in a fantasy on my my old Doberman Killer Cameron is somewhere out there still alive, even though he's nowhere possibly alive he has to be dead unless he'd be like 387 years old but i can dream i love dogs man but you know i got cat i got logan man always staring over i look over on the side of the bed she's looking at me like some fucking japanese demon but i mean you know she's a part of the family i can dig it but yeah man glad to hear everything's going good on your side you know yes um no, and I was going to go back to say it's like taking care of a baby, except for the fact that, like, you can't just put a baby outside to shit. So that would be considered I mean, I guess abuse. You could, technically. you could, but it would you'd get the CPS called, and you would probably deserve it, especially if you're putting babies outside to shit. Like, it's just. Like, I mean, I've seen it sometimes in the country and in the city. That's no joke. I've, yeah, you're right. Never mind. It's a weird world. We live in a weird world where rules don't apply. Um, we want to put rules on things, but it's just not. It They just often don't apply. People do the craziest things. I have seen people do fall asleep at counters while checking people out because of opioid addictions. Anyway, sorry, that was a little bit off rails. I'm awake. I swear to God, I'm awake. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, we're a video game show. We, we we usually don't talk about this much about dogs and babies and opioid addiction unless we're referring to Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, but usually me and Todd get together and we discuss what we've been playing. We discuss some video game news and a roundtable. This week is a full episode. It's a roundtable episode, not a top seven. Todd, what is our roundtable this week? It has to do with gaming companies in general, big ones like Bethesda, EA, are they failing? Are they the inevitably self-destruction or the fall of giants, the large corporation or, or are they what that question is and just kind of flesh out that discussion a little bit towards yes. the tail end, you know? Yeah, I think it's a good topic, especially when we've seen such a rapid change in gaming culture and the climate of uh, these these larger companies that used to be considered heroes to a lot of people. And uh, now you're getting companies who get here heralded as heroes like Ubisoft, who I still think that they are good. I think Ubisoft's really good, but they've made some issues, too. They've had some mistakes, and we'll get a little bit into that as we go along with today's program. It's a program. Uh, Todd, I have a question for you, though. I'm going to start it out this week. Uh, First, before we get to what we've been playing, you did go to QuakeCon. So, how was QuakeCon this year? Underwhelming. And I actually, uh, that's part of the, the whole reason why I think 
talking about the potential, you know, fall or just thinking about it with, with large companies like Bethesda, you know, juggernauts in the industry in a lot of ways to come out with humongous, wonderful games. You know what I'm saying? You were with me last year and you saw the spectacle that was kind of Fallout 76 and Rage 2 and and just the excitement around Doom and us getting a chance to sit down with Hugo Martin and Marty Stratton or not sit down, but stand up uncomfortably before comfortably for a while and talk about the game that I think me and you left with the most excitement for. But at least it was like Rage 2 there. And, you know, there was some excitement there. There was also Fallout 76 yeah. with a whole room full of people in white masks and, and blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this year, that part was a little weird. <laughs> this year, you know, going, it was it just didn't have that same energy and i think it yeah. was almost purposely i mean both of us uh, really forgot that the the shit was going on i mean and then maybe last year i was excited i went every day all day with the press access and everything and this year yeah it was one of those things that, you know we not big enough to where motherfuckers will just send us an invitation we can't forget but it's still something that you can enjoy it's a free event so it's a beautiful thing to be in line um with that opportunity to go hang out so it's still a lot of fun and even though it was underwhelming i still had a hell of a fucking time um i'm not gonna lie sure. this year i didn't get a chance to really sit down and see any important keynote speeches it really wasn't any though it was i mean the only games that were there were wolfenstein i mean they showed blades a little bit that was a little interesting on the nintendo switch it was primarily a focus on doom though you know what i'm saying which is dope like it was the 25th year of doom they did, you know, announce there that yeah. Which right now, if you go to the stores and everything, um, you can get the classic Doom One, Doom Two, Doom Three. They're on sale right now. That whole nine with that. Um, and the new Doom, as we were aware of last year, I think kind of alluded to this that we both left with impressions from you know speaking with the actual directors of the the game itself and watching the intensity in the room and watching the gameplay and feeling that that doom was the game that was going to be the game we had yeah. a question mark hopefully and hype and i got sold on fallout 76 but i was hopeful for it because i i love that company but um this year it was fun i mean it's a large land party security was much higher though <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and I, I just it, it wasn't the same kind of kind of positive feeling. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more in a round table just to touch more, you know, specifics on things that kind of came up. But, you know, it was a generally good time. I love QuakeCon. I'm always go as long as they do it. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate sure. what they put together with it. But as far as games themselves, it wasn't much to offer to be excited about and you can feel like a general more malaise like i was with my old lady about this shit you know what i'm saying and she of course was with me we still do the same thing we go get the big cups and shit like that for 50 fucking dollars for un like refillable corn syrups and we enjoy this we enjoy the smell of the game room yeah you know i got my skip the tutorial shirt on and shout out to the motherfucking tribe man skip the tutorial. To, to quote the great movie the interview they hate us because they ain't us just know that you know what i'm saying just remember that my people love that's but, right uh, yeah because you know motherfuckers was like i was walking out of board games so it was like hey guy how about you skip the tutorial and play this game <laughs> and i just nodded and smiled and kept walking i was like get the fuck out of here man it <laughs> smells of of must and disappointment and sadness but uh <laughs> but it's fun but i love it and food trucks and that that mixture you know what i'm saying and, yeah. and cosplay sweat so you're it's, telling it's me just... it was sweat and desperation 
Right. <laughs> it's, but it's good times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For a motherfucker like me, I'm just appreciative eternally to be able to have an opportunity to even go to these events that, sure. that are yeah. that that are cool. So yeah, man, I mean that that's a, a quick little gist <laughs> for QuakeCon. But like I said, we probably get into it a little bit more. Um after oh yeah and i missed last week's list let me do this real quick man. yes i was I gonna ask seven. you that all right these games some of them i know they're unrelated but i'm gonna blow through this real quick because last week i know you did top seven square enix games of your yeah. own so fuck this this don't even make no goddamn sense but um chrono trigger i mean akira Tor- toriyami enough said with that uh just cause three i know it wasn't motherfucking developed by um square enix but do you look it up yourself it was published. Six, both of them. Yeah. mankind there you go and human revolution you can flip that one way or the other that's four or five or five or four near automato same situation you can do look it up yourself but you know whatever that was published by square tomb raider uh either one you want to put on the motherfucking list and sleeping dogs those are my favorite square enix uh games as you can see, as I rattle that off, if you can pick up on that motherfucker, that's probably another reason why I was best for Brian to do the solid uh, Square Enix JRPG games. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I don't really fuck with JRP like that. J- JRPG games like that, like that. It's not that I'm hating, but I'm American, and I don't want you fucking treading on me with your bullshit ass JRPG games. So I'm waiting uh, for the yellow flag to appear behind you at some points. <laughs> don't tread on me. Don't do it. Please. Shout out Louis Farrakhan. Yes. But, um, Hitman, Super Mario RPG, Kingdom uh. Hearts. And I'm excited about what they'll do with Marvel Avengers, even though I think those weirdos look weird as fuck. <laughs> and I think that was a good reason to, to, to kind of do that list, if nothing else, to, you know, focus on um. They do look Marvel weird. Avengers. They do look weird. Oh, Todd, I have an update for you. Uh, now that Us is on sale for rent for like a dollar 99 on Amazon. I'm going to be watching that today. So you haven't keep... seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's real good, man. Speaking speaking I've of seen some like shit like three us. Three movies this year and one of them was Godzilla and the other was Avengers. So that's where I'm at with my life. I've seen like, like I three know movies. you I know you and you'll like us and I like I know you will. You know what I'm saying? I know you like the director in that movie. Yes. You know what I mean? So after QuakeCon, I know you played some video games. So the question to you is, what have you been playing? Okay, so we got to wrap around. I got before I talk about what I've been playing. I'm gonna quickly ask, or I'm gonna say, is NBA Live thir- like the new NBA Live gonna be canceled? What the fuck is it? Have you has have you heard of NBA Live? Is anything going no, on with NBA Live? No. Is it gone? I think it may has be 2K gone. Has 2K finally destroyed Live? Uh, no it's been postponed. Um, and there's been some rumors going around that NBA Live may go free to play to save it. So that'll be kind of an interesting, like, I think 2K has finally kind of started to put the grave and the, the tombstone on top of NBA Live permanently. You know what I miss? Undertaker. I miss my NCAA games. That's what I want back. I used to love yep. I, I totally get why they went away. However... Those used to be a lot of fun, man. I used to really yep. enjoy those. And I miss a good no, tennis game. No, they were great. They were great. They were great. Um, but anyway, so uh, to wrap up what I've been playing, I, you know, I finished, I finished up Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yes. Three, you know, before you even recorded last week. And I love that fucking game, man. Um, to come to like a quick thing about it, though, the synergy attacks, they aren't 
as good as they were on multiple Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 to me. But it's like nitpicky gripes. I'm just thankful that Nintendo was, had the nuts to go ahead and like back that and, and make that game come out. It is in a way unfortunate yeah. it's not cross-platform on PlayStation or Xbox or anything like that. But Nintendo put their money where their mouth was and, and produced a game that we've been wanting as Marvel fans for the past 10 years. Like, I really enjoyed that game. Personally, I ran yeah. with Black Panther, Storm, Wolverine, and Deadpool. It was kind of souped up in their own way, a little team to me, you know what I'm saying? Because I ran it to a level. If you have concerns about difficulty in the game, yeah. there is definitely a level that I'm going to just say it. Dormammu got on my motherfucking nerves, but it it, it adds en- enough difficulty in the game where I just really, for me personally, is going to be on my t- one of my top seven games of the year. Just for me, I really enjoyed the game. What were you about to say, though, bro? I was going to ask you, I, I don't think I realized that Deadpool was in the game. How was he in the game, personally, for you? Was he Was he doing his quips and being kind of funny, or was he just yeah, there, like, part even, of the team? Even down- He's got one of my favorite uh, special abilities, like where he <laughs> it's called making it rain or some shit like that, where yeah. he just throws out these bombs and it, it's like he, you know, making it rain in this motherfucker. And it's just hilarious. And the synergies, don't get me wrong, they are still good. Like some of yeah. them, if you pick Storm and Thor, that shit's crazy. It's just not as fire in comparison to an older game. So if I, I got to give enough. it any kind of critique, I already talked about the camera. I also ran with Iron Man a good chunk of the way and Miles Morales a good chunk of the way. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, like I said in the first time speaking about it, it's not one of them games where all characters are created equal from yeah. what I can see. You got to kind of level out certain things, mm-hmm. match up a certain kind of way, using the ISO crystals or whatever and making sure that's kind of you know leveled out your alliance bonuses and everything. It's really fun, though. It's really fun. And so, I can see the replayability in it through the different character sets. It sounds to me like they put enough in there for, like, a tactics balancing situation to make it at least engaging enough to kind of engage that video gamey part of our brains. That it's, yeah, it's and not just absolutely. beat them up. Absol- well, absolutely. yeah. It's, it's, it's layered. It's fun. It's not perfect. Um, You know, it's another story on, telling about... <laughs> The fucking Infinity Stone. But the way that they did it was dope. The way that they did it was dope. I even like the the introduction to some of the Inhumans. And, you know, the art style, like I said previously, I thought that was something that was going to be some kind of off-putting. You know what I mean? But for me, I thought it was I thought it was cool pretty much the whole way through. So yeah. I've been fucking with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. To tell that off before I forget. Shout out Shanice from the tribe for the God of War Platinum. You know what I'm talking about? Like that shit, super dope. You you are you know, just respected. Sct og triple og. That's you right. Know what I'm talking about. Uh, you can get a Buddhism is my <laughs> religious T-shirt at T Public. At the tutorial, you can check that out on Facebook. I, we sold on one way. this week. That's because it was I bought it myself. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Fair enough. T-Public. Fair yeah, enough. Let's, yeah, let's pull disclosure. <laughs> pull the curtain back a I little bit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We don't. It's not that kind of kickback. Oh yeah, yeah. shout out to my boy. Uh, speaking of the t-shirts and shit like that too. Soul side boy too. My boy Boss Man, bro. My boy Tate. You know what I'm saying. We gotta you know talk some business with him as far as you know doing some venue shit in Atlanta and just being a solid, solid tribe member from the beginning that really don't get enough credit. One of the first. One of the first. 
straight up and down like 100,000% solid individual you know what I mean but um but anyway so sorry I'm already running on a little bit what I've been playing uh I did just to get this out of the way because you know the main thing I've been playing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. way. It's a really great sale on PSN right now. It's going to be good till August 20th. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of games on sale. I finally got Ace Combat 7 in my cart. It's a good time, you know, before we get into the next rush of big games. It's a holiday season to kind of catch up on a few games that you missed out on. But it's a free Battle Royale game called Don't Even Think with a werewolf kind of based Battle Royale-ish crazy. I saw clips of this online. Game. Yeah. I saw clips I don't of even, this. It, it's it, it's so cheesy, bro. It's 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 like Leprechaun cheesy. Like, I, uh, I kind of want to play just, it. I, I kind of want you to play it, but I'm be honest with you. Like I played it, and I was like, okay, yeah. delete. You know what I'm saying? I instantly deleted the shit. But I mean, I could see where there could be like a hardcore fan base with some niche shit like that, just because it's some weird werewolf you. It Part seems of the survival aspect is like you not freezing at night and shit like that. Dude, I, I really am a fan of werewolf shit though. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Fair enough. I like the werewolf. They're, they're they're my favorite probably monster out of the classic mummy, werewolf, vampire, yeah. Frankenstein be- did you monsters. Did you did you actually get to transform in the game? Yeah, you can be a werewolf or you can be a human. Okay, so it's and a, it's battle royale. It's battle royale. So, like, what's the and whole? You, like, what are the weapons? Do you have to pick weapons up or? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's straight battle royale, baby. You got to get apples and lamb chop legs and and life kits and uh and my my nigga was uh he was a nigga. He had a tattoo of a spider web on his head and a dead eye, and then and then you could wear a helmet and and armor. And uh, and yeah, werewolves jump around and try to kill you while you run away from them and find fire. Cause if you don't, at the nighttime it gets cold, and apparently you can't get a goddamn sweater or a jacket to to keep from freezing to death at night. So that's also part of the survival aspect so of the you game. Just, are you just naked? Nah, you got a t-shirt or uh, oh. you have a vest on, and you have like a wife beater. How are Hold the how are the graphic? How are the transformation? Is the transformation actually kind of cool? You know what? I mean, it's 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 for a free to play game. Like I say, it, I can see how if I had nothing else but internet and I had no money, where I could find some interest in this, yeah, maybe get a band of people and have fun. But anyway, um, yeah, don't even think though. It, it, it was just more to highlight the the sale that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a decent sale. Uh, you know how they do? They they show extremely overpriced games at 119.99. And they throw them at forty nine ninety nine. Have you think you're really getting a great deal? But it's sprinkled in there is some really good shit and some real actually nice fun shit. But um, to round it off, um, weird transition. This the first year without my dog uh, Juggernaut Mike Deasy Madden season. So I got to give a special shout out to my boy uh, Beast Beast Mo R I P Juggernaut and special yes, shout out to to the fallen folk that you know fell down at that Florida tournament you know what I'm saying with that ultimate team shit but with that said because I was on some whole fuck them not playing Madden but it's, <laughs> but of course man I ain't shit so I went back to Madden and it's still Madden season bro Madden 20 I went ahead and got on that and just a quick 
short-term synopsis of that game, you know, I have to admit, it's the same old EA shit, which really kind of ties in also into what we'll talk about a little bit with the roundtable, maybe having to do more so with overall corporate America in general, but just, you know, the specific video game industry like companies like EA who count on these games and count on fools and motherfuckers like me to still find excitement in in this type of game but it can be very toxic you know for the community itself but um but with all that shit said man the gameplay is better the graphics are better the game starts out in the Pro Bowl and for Madden fans people that's been playing Madden for years they know that that was something that fans been asking for forever but apparently it was caused a glitch with the helmets because they had yeah. a, they could they couldn't do the different helmets. So for them to start the game out this year with the introduction, which you playing AFC versus NFC with the different helmets, start out with my dog Drew Brees. You know I'm a, a Saints fan to the fullest to the finish. You know what I'm saying regardless of what the fuck going on with the NFL, I don't know what the Saints did with for my Louisiana State. You know what I'm saying after Hurricane Katrina, what it just did for my people specifically. So fuck all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? I still love just the lore and the story of that on some straight Spartacus shit. I ain't gonna lie. So it's good to see my boy Drew starting on the NFC team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, just the introduction from the Pro Bowl, smoother gameplay. And then they had they've added things like X Factor and the Superstars trait, which really separates stars from the average player. That does feel good, if I'm going to be honest. It's very kind of even arcadey, and it's a little bit more fun to see the actual X's under the players with yeah. the specific stars like Drew Brees has the electrified X under his body, and Alvin Kamara has the electrified X. Michael Thomas has the electrified X, and they all have specific attributes that just can be throughout gameplay, or they can hit specific stats and have them heat up to where they just are some overpowered beast and show why they get paid $100 million contract as opposed to the other person that gets paid $400,000. That I have to give them credit on feels yeah. good. Now, it's still mad and it's still very game. Like, it's still very cheesy in a lot of ways yeah. I can see. You know what I'm saying? I can. You can still see some of the same kind of exploits in the game, but it's still fucking Madden season, bro. Like, I don't know. They did make improvements. I see where they, they did something kind of similar to my career with 2K. And they have face of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? And it's it looks like it could be a pretty decent story. I know a lot of hardcore players not really going to dig into it too much. Yeah. But a casual fan might find some fun in it. And, I mean, it's some weird shit because it's like it's really one of those episodes where I hate to admit how much I am reinforcing the stereotype with the Madden shit this year with this stuff. But for Madden fans, if I'm going to be honest, out of the gate, as of right now, today, now, who knows what's yeah. going to happen when they patch it 50,000 times, try to fix one thing and break 18 others like they normally do every year. But as Madden stands today, I mean, it's probably had the gameplay hadn't been this, this fun and enjoyable. Maybe 2016, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a few things that they've added like RPOs that that make the game interesting. I told you right before you called me, fool, I had to lay down. I took my first online loss to goddamn Tom Brady. Oh no. His superstar straight trait is the GOAT. And it makes you feel that way like this motherfucker out here dropping dimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um 
I don't know, man. And the graphics real realistic. I thought I saw Colin Kaepernick's afro in the crowd somewhere. I don't know. It might have been something, whatever. It, it was it's decent game though, man. And I don't know. I I thought I my initial and I, if I'm gonna be honest, like I said, it's the first year with my with the with my homeboy passing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Crown Holders. Shout yeah. out to JB. I knew we need to have him on. And I thought I was gonna, you know, maybe feel. A, I felt a, I had a little sad moment. When I went to go pick up the game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, even the dude at the GameStop, he was a 49ers fan. My homeboy was a major 49ers fan. But the jo- the joy in in the GameStop store, you know, employee's face, <laughs> in, in light of the fact that everything I'm hearing is GameStop fitting to shut the fuck down and everything. Looking for a buyer. That, that, yeah. You know, you could tell the genuineness. You know, when you go to these stores and shit like that, especially your local GameStop or Best Buy or whatever, and it's certain like you could tell when a motherfucker kind of being genuine and or they give you that side look. Like his genuine excitement, I think added it to added to the whole experience of getting into it and and having a little yeah little feel bad season. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. I know I ran on, but you know, I was gone last week, so I think I just had an extra little bit of rambling to work out. You know what I'm saying? Apologies for that, bro. No, but, uh, no, no. I mean, what? especially it's good to hear because I'm not a Madden player. And I'm, you know, I've never really played a football game, but the way you talk about it almost makes me one of like the last football game I think I played was the quarterback club for Nintendo 64. Like, and then of course I got on and played like the classic uh, on, I think, Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo Switch. When they brought that out, I was like, oh, yeah, I still like these games. But, you know, it's good to hear about because, you know, that's still an important part of the gaming industry is sports games. I mean, that's a huge part of the industry. Um, If it wasn't for sports games, I wouldn't be able to play some of the games that I like to play because they really do bolster a lot of financial uh, freedom in the industry for larger companies to kind of use by these smaller developers and publish these things that they really want to publish. Um, it'll be interesting though this year to see kind of how Madden develops, like you said, because it has this history of overtime, you know, being patched and, you know, the different balances and stuff they put in. And sometimes it's for the better. And sometimes people are, you know, complaining about it, uh, towards the end and just kind of dropping it all together. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to find out how this goes on with this season. And it was one thing to say about this. It's a specific reason why I brought up Florida, too. Yeah. This is the split side of it because they do an excellent job of marketing um, Ultimate Team. They do. And uh, it just it made me reminisce of that and how predatory these games are, too. Yeah. And I understand why some gatekeepers have concern from it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I think, you just got to make a choice. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it yeah. classic. You know what I mean? Keep it cool. Keep it moving. You ain't got to invest in all the extra buffoonery and foolishness. But that's just that just takes discipline. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't mean, it's hard to tell people what the fuck to do with their bread. I also think yeah. that it's like, once again, it's so many fucking more emerging markets and shit. It's, it's not like we going to have a choice of of some of these predatory practices, which also leads into the roundtable conversation. So I don't want to get... Off yeah, into that too much. yeah. But what have you been playing, my brother? What have oh. you been playing? I've been talking too much. No, no, no worries, no worries. Um, <laughs> if you know me, um, I'll start with the thing that I went back to this week, which is more Monster Hunter, but this time it was Monster Hunter Generations on the Switch. Um, I ended up buying the Pro Controller for the Switch just because I wanted to play it on the big screen, 
And um, I realized I really like playing it on the... Because I have mild vertigo and because it's just kind of better for the positioning when you have any type of vertigo, the way your head is positioned can affect how you feel at any given time. It's easier for me to play video games on a television than on a handheld. Uh, now, that don't get me wrong. I'll play them on a handheld. But playing it for too long on the handheld has a tendency to kind of trigger if I close my eyes afterwards that vertigo sense kicks in a little bit. So playing monster hunter generations on the big screen and actually getting to see the full effective graphics that they did, um, really kind of an entertaining, entertaining situation. I really enjoy it. I still think I like generations a little bit more than world. Um, that being said, generations still kind of, it's got a level of filler missions that is so annoying that, it always wants me to go back to world. I always want to go back to world because generations has a level of like collect mushrooms and collect these things and do this to move on to the next area. And that's, that's really kind of frustrating. Um, but overall I'll, I'll move on from that. Cause we've talked about generations. Um, I'm playing persona Q2 new cinema labyrinth for the DS, the three DS. <laughs> It's Persona. It's it's Q. It's 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 interesting. Um, I don't know. Have we talked? I don't believe we've talked about this one yet, Todd. Uh, the 3DS is still hitting. Um, they're still making certain games for the 3DS because it's still a big system. I mean, it's one of Nintendo's biggest systems of all time. We've looked that up. It's you know definitely one of the biggest handheld systems of all time. Still selling. People are still playing games for it. Uh, but Persona Q2, it is the characters from Persona 3, 4, and 5 brought into a world uh, where they have to solve the challenge in the magical world. And, you know, it's Persona. It's weird. It's It's got magic and, you know, strangeness. And, you know, I, the thing I like about this one, though, is the utilization of the 3DS map tool. Um, because as you're playing on the top screen the lower screen is showing you your map where you're moving through this world and you actually have to use the stylus to mark off like here's a treasure spot here's an exit here's where walls are here's how the map works so you're actually feeling like you're getting the exploration aspect of it but you're mapping it as you're going along so i thought that was kind of a clever utilization um and also the um combat it's it's that that persona they built further up on that persona five style where it's this super animated real time or not, not real time, but super animated, um, turn-based combat. So it's, it's kind of fun to watch that to play out. Uh, the thing that I did like on this one is so in persona five, if you utilized a weakness for an enemy, you would oftentimes get another turn or another strike at that. This time what it does is it actually, if you hit them on a weakness, it buffs your next move. So it actually gives you the ability to do more damage or do further critical damage, uh, just depending. Or what it'll do is also, if you hit that weakness, it'll give you the ability to cast a spell or do a magical ability without using any of your SP. Um, so I really like that update. Uh, that being said, the story's super weird, and I love it. It's just super bizarre. It's very anime. Uh, that's it's the animeist anime of a storyline possible, and I love every minute of it. It's enjoyable. I got the deluxe edition, so I got playing cards and a little stuffed animal in an art book, 
And uh, I, I really kind of like it a lot. Uh, the last game I've been playing this week is I got into a little outward. A little outward. I know that uh, uh, Mike Pony had been playing this game, and I've been playing this game online with uh, Bootyus Bob. Uh, outward is a... It's trash in the best possible way. <laughs> like, it's so bad it's good. It's It's a weird throwback to old school RPGs that I really can't stop playing. I mean, here's the deal, though, Todd. Outward was made by a very small team. It was made by a very small team, so I get it. You know, you have a you have a you have a small development team. You don't have a lot of financial resources to put in the game. You can tell that they have love for the old school RPG genre. Um the western RPG. So it kind of hits that area and scratches that itch for like Baldur's Gate and Ultima Online for me. So that's the part that I really love about it. Are the graphics the best? No, absolutely not. Is the combat system the best? Probably not. But there's something really enjoyable about exploring this open world and just finding things and just kind of walking along and wandering around this this map and just finding these different paths and everything. It's got a very simple story that I haven't really paid much attention to, but it's 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 got its enjoyable moments and where the game really shines again just like monster hunter is playing with multiplayer it's playing with multiplayer you can open your game up to your friends they can jump in your game um if they jump in your game they collect the loot that doesn't advance their stories story mission but if you jump in if if you're the one hosting the game it will advance your story mission so I'm enjoying outward i think it's got an interesting system that's a lot about discovery and just kind of figuring out what's there um it does not lay things out for you. It does not give you any real tutorials. You're just kind of put in the world and you just got to figure it out. And I like games like that. I think that there's a real sense of exploration with games like that. Um, but that's really all I've been playing this week. Todd, you got any questions? Yeah, did any of those games have werewolves in them? No, no, they didn't. Thank God. They didn't. Thank God. Mm. No werewolves. Don't need any I'm so confused about the werewolf conversation. Hey man, hey man, did you did you download that uh that face app shit? Uh yes I did. I knew it. I and knew then it. I did uninstalled you, did you, it. You did you give did you give Russia your goddamn information? I totally that, did. Is that is that why Epic Games is emailing my Tazilla account right I'm now? I'm pretty sure. What the fuck is going on with the Oh man, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that. Man, fuck that face app, man. Yeah, yeah, they have it. my information. But yeah, I'm all over salute. the internet anyway. Motherfucker salute. I know, man. We both on the dark web at this point. Yeah, for probably, sure. For sure. I know my information out there, man. Y'all ain't going to get to get shit but bad credit. <laughs> That's the best. Please improve my credit. Steal my identity. For real, man. Somebody hack motherfucking Sally Mae immediately. Please. But anyway, man. Nah, but those are good. Those are good choices, bro. Those are good choices, man. I look, uh, I look forward to always hearing about you and uh, the bootiest Bob and adventures on Monster Hunter World. You back on that crack? I know. Yeah. You're down. And you did talk to me a little bit about the about Persona on 3DS. I still need to fuck with uh Persona Five. Yeah, that stuff's on. I know that, that game's on sale fan. for like cheap cheap now it's right, right. cheap cheap it's like 17 right. bucks or something like that yeah if you've never played persona persona 5 is a good place to start um you know it's just open enough to where 
it gives you that kind of it scratches that feel and I will say this too if you've never played turn-based combat Persona 5 is a good place to start because the turn-based combat's at least interesting it's not the classic style what you think of just turn-based combat because there's some strategy involved into it that really stands out and the animations are really cool the actual attacks and stuff so it makes it fun to kind of unlock different attacks and different moves in Persona 5 uh, yeah Q2 is a lot of fun though uh, but that's been what we've been ta- what we've been playing this week so we will be back with some news and followed by a round table stick around we'll be back I've got the power of God and anime on my side. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial. We're still number one at uh, at uh, QuakeCon because uh, Fallout no, 76 not, was not. We never were. We never were. We, we always were. are. Now, that was, I disagree. I, and I picked that place to be. I picked that place to be, and I'm, I'll am i take full responsibility for that poor choice this week, sir. No. But, you know, we're doing what we can. I'm going to disagree. We've always been number one because we're number one in our own brains. Maybe That's in all Columbia, that man. <laughs> Maybe in Columbia. Where they have hippos. They have hippos. Yep. They have a hippo problem. I kind of wish you could tame the motherfuckers and we could ride them through the streets. Man, riding a hippo would be dope, right? Like you just riding a hippo club on a hippo. Yeah, man. Everybody, everybody be screw a Ferrari. I'm riding a hippo. Just get the get the lettuce out because they got to eat the lettuce because they're Straight vegetarians. Up. They're vegetarians, but they'll kill anything. Cause they're crazy. I don't know what's wrong with both of us this week, man. I mean, I take it's I take full responsibility for some of the degradation of the show. <laughs> all right, I do. I'll try to do better. But now, nah, man, before we get into the news, quick curveball. I gotta ask you: Can we talk about this? I'm so scared about what's coming up. <laughs> I'm, hey, man. Hey, man. I gave my disclaimer already. Can we talk about the boys? Before before you run down the news, can we talk about the Amazon Prime show, The Boys? Yeah, let's. let's I've been talking about this. We had like I yeah. finally, I've been saving the last episode. You know, I told you, you know, yeah, bring this back up when I got past a certain point. So I haven't completely finished it. I'm gonna probably finish it up after I get some more Madden in. After um. You know, after that, I'll finish up the last little episode when my old lady come back, but. I'm interested in just talking about this real quick, man, because I feel like if people hadn't seen it, you know, either we can steer them away from it or, you know, like you want to talk about it to where we spoil it a little bit or just. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine with me. I mean, I I have no. No love for the show necessarily. It's okay. you You have an informed opinion. I think a lot of people. You know, I, I well at least I know I didn't know exactly about the writer and stuff like that. So I mean, what are your thoughts on the boys? I mean, it's a well. Oh, sorry, my microphone's breaking up for some stupid reason. Hold on, there we go. All right, there we go. Um, it's a well-written show. Uh, not well-written. I'll put this: it's a well-produced show, production value-wise. It looks really good. Um. 
I think my biggest problem with the show is it's very edgelordy. Um, and that's because of the writer. And we'll get into a little bit about that. I think the characters look cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do. I think that the concept of... I think it playing with the bigger concept of what would happen if corporations really... Like, if superheroes were real. Like, this is a good example of what would really happen with corporations being in control. I 100% like that idea. Um, There were some moments in the writing where I cringed a little bit because Garth Ennis, who was the creator of this comic strip, or comic book, Garth Ennis is kind of notoriously this kind of edgelordy... Um, Oh, look at me. I'm so dark and, you know, I hate God and, you know, I, I hate the world and everything sucks. And just like there's that whole concept of where Garth is. He's the same guy who did Preacher. And while the concepts are always interesting, he always comes across as very to me. He's a tryhard a little bit um, here. He's always tried to be somebody like Warren Ellis, but he's never quite achieved that level. Um, Warren Ellis, if you've ever left, because he always brings up interesting points and Garth Ennis always does this, but he never fully explores those points in my opinion. Um, not in interesting ways. He always uses stereotypes or concepts to attack things that he doesn't agree with. When you have somebody like Warren Ellis, if you've ever read trans metropolitan who brings up these same points, but he does it in interesting and unique ways. And he explores further where things are, where he realizes through his own writing that most things are way more complicated than we make them out to be. And what do you mean by that specifically? Like, what? cause I know we, we already talked about this, you know, yeah. it's one of the things I know as far as like the, the religious aspect of it, like what in particular, yeah, there's felt lazy about that to you. The, the, the idea of attacking, attacking a, belief system specifically christianity in the show the boys he attacked this the belief system which garth ennis does this a lot but he always uses stereotypes to do it and it's not a full exploration of what he disagrees with it you can just tell he's he's an anti-theist i mean preacher the whole series of preachers spoiler alert if you've never finished it or you know it's about him the main character jesse going out to kill god I mean, that was the whole, like, this is ultimately Garth Ennis's whole perspective on life. But he always uses these very, like, lazy stereotypes to attack the the spiritual belief. And that's what bothers me. It's, it's, so Warren Ellis, I'll take an example. Warren Ellis is one of my favorite comic writers of all time. Warren Ellis is a known atheist. However, when Warren Ellis brings up the fact of religiosity or spirituality, he explores it in interesting and unique ways. And he recognizes the fact that it's important to people to have that in their life. Um, he may not agree with it, but he will bring that point up, especially in something like trans metropolitan, you know, the boys is getting a lot of praise because it looks good and production values. It does. I mean, don't get me wrong. The show looks great. It's got some great moments to it too. His whole spice girl speech. That was excellent. I thought that was one of the funniest moments in, you know, television possible. Um, but the idea of the show being an interesting exploration on the uniqueness of hero ship and really what hero worship does, like for me, even outside of if you take the Christianity aspect away from it, which was personally a little too much for me, um, 
if I'm looking at the show from an honest reviewer's perspective and somebody who's done this before, it's very, very lazy. A lot of the, the ideas are lazy. I don't think they fully explore some of the real things here. Now, I've read some of the comic book, too, um, just because I got curious after the show went up and I went back out and found some stills of it. And it was a little bit more interesting. I'll put it that. I will give the comic book. It was a little bit more of an interesting exploration of these ideas. But, Todd, what are your thoughts on the show? I love it, bro. I love that motherfucking show. Like, I love no, it. No, fair enough. Um, uh, It just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I'm having a, I mean, love is a strong word. But, I mean, you know, I'm not as close to it as you would be i like i said i didn't yeah. even know who the fuck Parthenis was and you know i'm a comic book head but i wasn't even familiar with the comic book i went back a little bit as well uh I, but you know simply put it just far as entertainment value the first episode from the first you know kind of shocking moment that i had legitimately was unexpected and i always look for um storytelling elements that aren't predictable where you know if you watch enough movies period you know it's the same fucking plot i mean things been the same since shakespeare and a lot of stories in a lot of ways since hamlet you know what i'm saying and speaking of that i love the idea of homelander with the weird oedipus rex aspects to him and just the fact that he's presented as a hero but in reality you know, it's all just a show and it's all bullshit. And it's very reminiscent of, like you already said, just the corporations and the environment and how we treat superstars. And if superheroes really did have powers, how deeply insane that would be. You know what I'm saying? How much yeah. value would would uh, be in that and the fact that you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, when we were talking about it with the religious aspect, you had already got past that point. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. So, you know, I was already interested in kind of watching it. And I can see how, uh, for you personally, that that would have turned you off on it. You know what I'm saying? There were certain parts in the in the show, like the dolphin shit with the deep, where they were having a, the sex talk with the deep, was having a sex talk with the dolphin. The dolphin yeah. flies out of the goddamn windshield and gets run over by the 18-wheeler. Uh, spoiler alerts already. You know what I'm saying? But shit like that, I didn't think I was going. I was like, I don't know where this is going. But with that whole show in particular, I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't put that as much emphasis on it as feeling like it was a personal attack on the idea of uh, that, like, actual, you know, principles of proper Christianity. I think it had more to do with just the corporate side of how yeah i could see that too so like even yeah. down to i think it was more more supposed to be a focus on the character starlight and what she went through um and i yeah. mean and i think that that was like a plot point to kind of springboard her into more of a relevant yeah. position to give her an angle and an opportunity to discuss the molestation of the mouth that she got from the deep in the very beginning yeah and how a lot of it was bullshit i mean even in the beginning of her speech she was just talking about loving god and how important that was in the spiritual aspect of it but yeah. surrounding her was just the sick nature of how religion could be manipulated and manipulate mass amounts of people as sheep i think that's what i took from it i mean almost reminiscent of any time throughout history and religion yeah. that religion's been used in a negative way where people 
weren't even realizing that they were being manipulated and influenced, even backed by corporation, by financial institutions. Yeah. So like that is kind of the angle I took from it. I think you could take any perspective of it, but I also don't think that that was the focal point of it. Like I said, my, my main thing at the end of the day is they got, you know, babies with lasers shooting out of their eyes. It's actually relatively, it's gritty, but it's not over the top. I mean, you, you have things like you talked about it, you know, it, it's almost kind of cliche with the Batman kind of grit. Everything got gritty after that, but I wouldn't compare it to that. I would compare it to like a better version of umbrella compared umbrella Co- Academy. Um, personal personally, I enjoy it more than umbrella Academy, but I feel like it's more than that kind of ilk, that side yeah. of everything. And it's definitely like a binge worthy show that I've, I've just had a great time with. I look forward to finishing um, I think it's like a more modern day kind of Watchmen. I think I heard that somewhere too, honestly. Yeah. But I think that is a fair comparison. Um, and it's just, I don't know, man. I, I really, I'm having a good time with it. It's a crazy Eddie Christmas in August audio blowout blitz. All right, on to some news. We got some news this week. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award winning anchor Ron Burgundy. Cham Kine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. First piece of news coming up is uh, Sony has said, and we told you guys about this a long time ago, we had a whole discussion about it, said that if the U.S. government goes ahead with higher tariffs on Chinese-made video game machines that they're probably going to have to increase their prices on the PlayStation consoles. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Speaking of the boys and corporations, uh, PlayStation consoles, man, uh, possibly go up because of these Chinese tariffs, the U.S. Chinese product tariffs. It's, It's a whole war. It's affecting everybody, even the video games now. Corporations, man. Corporations and government control. It's a weird mix. It's a weird mix coming in to affect the home market. Todd, we were right. We were right. The video games are being affected. we got to stop this. How do we stop these tariffs? I don't think we can. I don't think it's a possibility. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it has a lot to do with Hawaii or however the fuck you uh, pronounce the um, that telecommunications company that creates uh oh yeah yeah i forget what that's the number two company is hawaii hawaii or something yeah way way um i think it's way this is it's way associated with the chinese government and it has a lot to do it's the second largest cell phone company and i think it's a lot of posturing and it's finally starting to come out and people are talking about it now yeah because of the concern about some of the security threats, economic threats, things like the Face App thing tying in with, you know, possible Russian and Chinese connections. I think the tariffs have a lot to do with America trying to flex its muscle as far as like control, having some kind of semblance of control over some things that feel inevitable. But that's just my humble opinion on, on why the tariffs are going on. I know it's directly affecting the stock market right now. 
for the first time in quite a while. The last four days has been going down, and this is shown to be like a direct reflection of the tariffs that Trump put on it. But these are all just little side note things that, like I said, we already kind of talked about that shit last year. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just find it uh, kind of interesting, you know, how that shit go uh, with these uh, corporations and shit. It's kind of weird times to live in, you know what I'm saying? Which also ties in to the overall concern with the roundtable situation as far as, you know, even in the gaming industry and, and certain corporate models and, and how they're being um set up nowadays for, you know, moving forward. But that's yeah. just, once again, that's my little three cents, bro. My little two cents. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's an interesting, it's going to be an interesting world moving forward, uh, seeing where the video game markets go. Uh, especially if you're paying attention to the stock market, like you said, kind of see how these production values will actually affect us over here. It'll be interesting. Uh, next piece of news, also involving PlayStation. PlayStation has announced the free games for August. They're coming out this Tuesday. It's going to be Wipeout, the Omega Collection, and Sniper Elite 4. I'm not sure how I feel about the Sniper games because I've never played them, uh, but Wipeout, I'm 100% satisfied with. I love the Wipeout series. I think it's an incredible series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what that has to do on the PlayStation 4. I've never, uh, I haven't, I don't think I've played any of the Wipeouts on the PS4 at all. So I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. Uh, I've never played the Sniper Elite series. Todd, you ever played the Sniper Elite series? Yeah, I, I enjoy them. Yeah. I really do. I've uh, heard they're, they're fun. They're, they're I've fun. heard they're fun. They're, they're fun for niche audience for sure. Yeah, I really I enjoy the Sniper series. I, I hadn't tried the last one, but I do enjoy that game. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see to give that one a shot. Um, the problem with these PlayStation Plus games is I always download them or I don't download them. I add them to my library, and then I just never come back to them because I know they're always there. It's like the whole concept with streaming. Like I just know it's going to be there until the office is pulled off of Netflix and the world explodes because that's what's happening right now. Uh, the subreddit Dunder Mifflin from the office uh, subreddit is losing their minds right now because they know it's disappearing in 2021 and they're going to have to sign up for the NBC. I guess it's the NBC Universal app. It's the just like the Disney Plus. I was like, I'm not signing up for any more damn streaming services. Disney Plus will be the last one. Once I get Disney Plus, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere That's- else. I already have CBS All Access. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Straight from I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in myself for that one. I know it's it's played out. Oh, I gotta stop saying it. It's okay. Uh, you said but you said okay. the office. It was just like not one yeah. more streaming service. Oh, another one. What the dragon kiss Bukaki. Going back to the boys, Todd. I think I'm gonna go finish it. I think, I think you should. I man. think I'm gonna I go think, finish I it. Think, Look, my perspective, and I want to expand on this because it's fucking bothering me. My perspective is a religious perspective, people. You have to understand I grew up spiritual. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) And anytime somebody insults God, I get pissed off. Look, I can't help it. It's a natural animalistic reaction, people. Jesus. See, there I go. I'm a hypocrite. But that's why I'm forgiven in my religion. So there's where it's at. I will eventually finish the boys 
Because it's a important social commentary. But Garth Ennis, you're still an asshole. <laughs> so there we are. All right. Fair. I got Fair it enough. off my chest. Salute, sir. Boom. Salute. It's just reality. It's just how I really feel. I can't help it. It's just who I am. It's how I feel. Like, if I try to hide the fact that I feel that way, it's not going to come across real. That's the reality. That's how I feel. You dig into it. Look, do I agree corporations and religions have taken over America in very dangerous fashions? Hell yes. 100% do. Mega churches are the worst thing that's ever happened to this world. I'm sorry. Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes and all that, like... You you sit there and you you preach from this throne, and I'm now I'm going on the attack. But I agree, it's it's a dangerous perspective. It's a dangerous reality. It's true because religious is religion, not even religion. Religion is a bad word. Spirituality is very important to me. Spirituality is very important to me. I agree with the criticism. So yes, it's a very complicated matter, and like we always talk about on this show, things are very complicated. They're not so easy to boil down. And when people try to boil down those perspectives, and that's where I got mad at the show. That's where I get irritated. I still think Garth Ennis is an edgelordy dickhead. However, it is what it is. So, done. I just had to go back to it, Todd. I needed to get that out. No, no, man. Hey, bro, keeping it 3,000 is the most dope thing in, in history, and I appreciate it. You're Damn. welcome. Oh, okay. Did you freeze up on me, Megatron? No, no, I'm still here. All right, Optimus Prime. All right, Optimus Prime. Here we go. Now, nah, brother. Hey, now, nah, brother. I like it when you get all on tread on me, man. I'll be trying to bait you. I'll be fucking with you. All right, brother. All right, cuz. I just need to get that out to you sometime in case shit goes sideways and I need to holler at you and be like, hey, man, we got to regu- regulate us. Mount up. You still got it in you, brother. You Every day. It it's it's right, boiling underneath the right. surface. And once you know, I'm interested to hear what the, to throw it out there. It's not even about us; it's about the yeah, tribe. You know, totally. at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it, but which is we are part of the tribe, so that's where it's about us too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and and I, you know, I'm interested to hear if anybody else had been had watched the show and what perspective they have on it. I think yeah, that's, like we talk about all the time, good art, different people looking at the same shit, coming up, having a good conversation, bringing it together, and being like, oh, okay, cool. Here's some the differences. Here's the similarities. You ain't right. I ain't wrong. I ain't right. You ain't wrong. And just we might look at it a little bit different and and start a so but or the same, but start a good, healthy social commentary. Exactly. I think it's I think it's cool. I ramble. Yeah. I think I need, I think I need my blood pressure medication after that rant. <laughs> I wish I had some. <laughs> I need to go find some or some red wine or some cocaine. Let's bring it all the way around. Hold on, bro. Wait, 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 wait. Cocaine! Wait. Why does it always? It does always. It always goes back to cocaine. Always. Remember, people, if you're having a hard day, the results and the results will be cocaine. That's what you Speaking of corporations, Coca-Cola cocaine in it. Conspiracy. Nah, but... uh, I want a regular Coke and a stripper with some cocaine. Anyway. What the fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize if you're this is the first time you're listening. Um, I'm let you loose. Know. You let me loose. It's it's uh, this is once again Sonic's fault. It is. As usual. I agree. Something let me fast, something let me loose. I don't know what it was. All right, games with gold. 
talking about video games, not cocaine. I mean, if you <laughs> if you want to do a podcast about cocaine, we can talk about that. Uh, I'm sure it's out there. Griselda sure Blanco there lives. I was at the Gaylord the other day. I swear to God, I thought I saw Griselda Blanco, bro. And then I, I, my old lady was just like, "Don't be like that, Ty. Don't say that." <laughs> well, why? It's so much fun to say. I but no, because I I felt like it was Griselda Blanco that was walking Man. down by the little fountain area, you know, in the little center area. Of the Gaylord. Yeah. I was like, "That's got to be her." Where did we eat last year at the Gaylord when we went? That place was all right. The burger and fries. Why is it named the fucking Gaylord? I think it's the person's last name. It's the Lord of the Gays. It's freaky, man. It's freaky. But uh, did I just say the Lord of the Gays? I should cut that. I don't even know what that means. I know you got to keep. What's wrong with the Lord of the Gays? I don't know. Lord of the Rings. There's Lord of the Rings. We're making a spinoff called Lord of the Gays. One dick to rule them all. Okay, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Dude, we got so much useless shit we got to cut out of this. Fuck it. If we're going down. We're going down in flames. It's staying. It's staying. Oh, man. As soon as they heard, heard me talk about way, we, we were, we, it was over with anyway. We're done. You know I'm saying they're already all in the interwebs and shit anyway. They probably, like I told you, man. The people are going to cancel our show. Somebody, and then, then somebody got mad and trying to talk about, oh, Tazira is your email. Yeah. It's open. It's done. We're finished. All right. No, just, okay. I'm sorry. The the plug, I was Seriously. plugged up with emotions because I've been yeah. dealing with a job where I have to be very, like, huh, and everything's positive. And it's not positive. But that's okay because we can laugh about it. That's what we need to do. <laughs> this is the point where a lot of people in the tribe are like, man, they fucking, they really finally losing it. <laughs> they finally might be it. lost their mind. They're done. They're finished. They're crazy now. We're not oh, even talking man, about like, video games anymore. Yeah, they, like for real. They just I, scream I think, Lord of the Games. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need a good who, laugh. Who would, who would be the Lord of the Games, though? Elton fucking John. Is that it? Is that it? Yes. Is that it? Because he's right. awesome. Elton John's a badass. That's a bad I motherfucker. I heard the movie was good. Yeah, I need to see the movie. I really do. I need to see the movie. I All still right. haven't All seen right. Bohemian Rhapsody. Maybe he'll be in the that. next Ultimate Alliance. I hope so. It's like Cromartie High. Did you ever see Cromartie High? No. Nope. Freddie Mercury's in that. It's an anime. Oh, it's actually a lot of fun, but his name is Freddie. He doesn't talk and he rides a horse and wears suspenders and no shirt and has a mustache. I think the round table is going to be three minutes. Probably. <laughs> Are the companies falling? Yes, because they're dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. That's the answer. Yes. <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> they're greedy fucking pigs. That's why. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd Howard. <laughs> This is this is the new format of the show. We're just gonna scream about everything. Shout out to Alex Jones. Shout out <laughs> Louis Farrakhan. We'll get more people than ever because we just scream. We aliens, 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 lizard people. 
George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush were lizard people and are war criminals. And Bill Clinton's had people killed. These are not facts. And they can float. And they can float (laughs) at Christian events. They float down here. We all float down here. Pennywise is ruling America, you fucking pricks. <laughs> We've lost our minds. Hey. Oh my God. All right, let's bring it back. Let's, let's bring, bring it back. back. Man. How do you let's come back from Pennywise's ruling America? I don't know. It's deeply layered. All right, bring it back. <laughs> Talking about this is all going in. I'm not cutting any of this. The Catalina wine mixer. Let's go. All right, let's do this. All right, games with gold for August. Gears 4, Forza 6, Torchlight, and Castlevania Lord of Shadows. They're games that you get free if you subscribe to games with gold. It's it's racing game. You got a chainsaw game. You got an RPG and you got a shitty Castlevania game. That's what Xbox is bringing to the table. Fuck them. That's what they're bringing. All right, next Did piece you of the new- game test. Have you had a chance to fuck with Gears of War Five? The uh, test site. No shit. The game test. Me, me, I could not get into that shit. But yeah, I'm glad I got the games pass. I like the value. Didn't mean to cut you off. Go no ahead. worries. No worries. Next piece of news, because it's such a big deal in this community, Call of Duty Modern Warfare will not have a mini-map. They're not going to have a mini-map when you're sitting there screaming at each other and shooting each other with guns. Because that's, that's, that's the reality, and they got a, they got 40-plus attachments for the guns, and that's, that's Call of Duty for you. It's still happening. It's still going on. It hasn't died yet. The duty, man. The, <laughs> the duty. duty. It's... No mini map. Okay. I'll give a fuck. Man, that's the duty for you, my brother. <laughs> that that's is the, the duty. duty for you, man. <laughs> when the duty come for you, bro, that's just how I be, my brother. Just Don't let the duty the come duty for when you. It come. You gotta come you gotta deal with it when the duty come, my nigga, when it's time for the duty, you gotta be ready, my brother. You understand? You gotta be ready for the duty when it come. Right? Every year. <laughs> when the duty come for you, bro, you gotta be ready, man. You gotta team up for the duty. You gotta have a power team and a power plan when the duty come, man. <laughs> We're gonna man. Eiffel Tower the duty. And straight up with the duty, man. When they got a mini map to where you can get where you gotta go. Yeah. For the duty. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't wait for modern warfare. <laughs> you know what's the funny man. thing about this? No mini map. Two months later they'll patch into mini map. Right. Probably they're announcing it now because they've tried to do it and it broke some part of the game and they can't figure out why. So they're like, because they're trying to get everybody in the world a duty, man. They're trying to give everybody the duty. Everybody, everybody try to get on the duty at the same time, man. That's why you got to go to the airport because the airport's duty free. It's straight up, man. It's just true. You got to go to the duty free shop at the airport. I don't know, man. How you really feel about the duty, though, bro? I mean, it's. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I'll play it. I'll give it a real I'll I'll play with the duty I'll play with the duty Somebody posed the question What if the duty tasted like chocolate And I'd be like that's a scary thought (laughs) That's a really scary thought Uh, (laughs) I still go back to that guy Who never let his shit hit the toilet He just The fuck do you think the water's for 
Calm down. Hold on. Wait. All right. Wait. 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 All right. I felt you earlier. We've got to bring it back down. I know. I'm I trying. I'm still a little. Dude, no, seriously. Even though that was righteous anger that you still had, I believe, for the guy that caught his own shit, because that is the one type of person that is not welcome in the tribe. No. If you pull shit out your own ass so it don't hit the water. Then you're not welcome here. That's what Everybody the water's for. The, if you black, white, Asian, Chinese, Lord of the Gays, you are welcome here. But if you catch your own shit. No, you're not. You're not welcome here. I'm sorry. I don't shake hands with shit catchers. It's, it's just how it goes. It's because I'm scared of disease. <laughs> and I don't want the, the shit diseases. Bolios. I don't even know if that's a shit disease. The Ebolas. Maybe it is. <laughs> Who knows? The flu. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm lying about the flu. Um. <laughs> anyway, next piece of news. Microsoft Microsoft CEO announces that they plan to continue making Xbox consoles and not relying on Project Scarlet because he says, and I quote, the living room is still an important place for a video game. You know what else the living room is important for? The sex. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird segue. Uh, but I feel you, though. Very, that's, it's fine. That makes sense. You know that's true. It's, it's true. It's Listen just... to your personal world there a little bit. You're welcome. I know when I come. No one to come over when I come over to visit, not to sit down <laughs> in the living room. Mostly it's the self-sex. Um, <laughs> the look on your face, my friend. That was worth saying that all together. Um, next piece of news. Xbox One has announced that they're getting 60 video games, 60 new video games over the next 40 days. 60 new video games over the next four. Here's the thing, though. Here's the trick. They're all tiny little indie games. It's it's very reminiscent of the Xbox, the the Summer Arcade. Summer of Arcade. You remember when that happened on the 360? That's what this feels like. Of course, you're going to get points for buying these games. So it looks like these games are going to be probably a buck ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. However you want to draw that line. It'll be interesting, though. Um, to see what comes out of that. There's probably, just like with the Xbox Summer of Arcade, more than likely there's going to be a couple of gems in there. Like, uh, what was the big one? Castle Crashers. Remember that one? Castle Crashers was huge. Fun game. It was. Serious shit. Man. Yep. Castle Crashers, and what was the other one? Was it Braid that first came out mm-hmm. on the Summer of Arcade that people really liked? Or was that... Braid. Uh, why do I always think about Unravel when people say Braid? Or it's a bar- I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't remember Castle Clashers. I don't remember that one. The other one. I, I'm trying to remember if that was the one that a bra- Braid launched on the Xbox. I think that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Xbox 360's Summer of Arcade Braid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now. The, the platformer with the yeah. professor-looking dude. Yeah. With the storyline. I forgot they had a the, the documentary on that one with the same creator that made Fez and all that other shit. Yeah. And the indie creator. Shout out again to Boss Man out in Atlanta with, with some real talk about trying to, you know, inspire some developers out there. But anyway, indie developers, which ties in to the idea of large corporations. Yes. Yes. Large corporations are evil. They can suck my fucking dick. 
Or are they? Are they all evil? And why okay. would you want them to suck your dick? I that's a good question. Because that's that's yes. Um that may be just a turn of phrase used poorly. Uh no, they're there to make money. Corporations are there to make money. First and foremost, they're there to make money. Um I think as we kind of move along in this great experiment of America, I think we'll realize one day, we'll look back in 100 years and go, hey, letting all these corporations really kind of dictate policy was probably a bad idea. That was that was probably a bad concept. Like, let's let's not do that again. Mm-hmm. I want really? really? I want to I move. You sound to... like a real Marxist right now. You sound <laughs> real I also Marxist. like soccer now, Todd. Is that a problem? <laughs> Kidding! I still don't understand soccer and your little ball that you kick around. It's cute, I guess. Uh, no, that sport takes a lot of energy that I don't have. I use all my energy screaming about things. That's I don't know if you know this about me. I, I want to spend a send a special shout out to my little sister. I love you very much. Um, thank you for whoever's listening. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Yes. Riding this one out. Thank you. For the true STTOGs. That's Don't right. forget, you can get a Buddhism is our religion t-shirt <laughs> and listen to our religious rants on all major podcast forums. And you can get a t-shirt at T-Public and all that other shit. Yes. I, I kind of want to cut that because it's just, it was supposed to be not even about like plugging anything from out of no, game. I think like, we I, needed I, to I plug say, that. We have t-shirts to say Buddhism. Religion. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Just put it like that. All right, next piece of news. Outer Worlds is coming to the Switch. I would wait because apparently everything that comes to the Switch that's a AAA game is broken unless it's first party. Um, So just reality. Bloodstained, Mortal Kombat 11, like Switch versions of those have been not very well received. I'm surprised we ain't talk about Fire Emblem. I, one of us needs to get that at yeah, some point. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Switch. I've played most of those Fire Emblem games, and I want to get it. It's just Fire Emblem's one of those games that I always start to play, and then I just stop because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like 50,000 hours of this. And I just don't have the time. Like, I just don't. I don't want to. I, won't, I don't want to do it. Just, I figure deal you, my easy. I figure deal you for real. And does, does Outer Worlds being on the Switch, being created, what is it? Is it Oblivion? Yeah, it's Oblivion. The original creators of Fallout. Is that is that like a direct shit on Bethesda, the company that may be falling down? Possibly. Let's talk about that in the roundtable. We're not even going to break. It's too good right now. Here's the last two pieces of news, and then we'll get into the roundtable. Uh, Doom 64 is coming to PS4 and PC, so if you're interested, Doom 64 is a unique version of Doom. Um, it's got updated graphics from the original Doom and new levels. I think it's 32 levels total, but they changed them around for the 64. I played Doom 64 back in the day when my mom was like, no playing satanic games. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to listen to Nine Inch Nails and play Doom 64. That is some definitely white people shit that I don't understand. I ain't mad at you, though. I mean, it's definitely some black people shit that white people don't understand. But that's some I would have got kicked in the motherfucking face. Oh, no, I didn't say it. I was scared to death of my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. no, I just did it all behind her back. My fault. Yeah. My bad, bro. Then yeah. I'll take it all back. Then that's just <laughs> that's just some Brian Chili yes. mashed potato shit, and I have to respect it. Yes, I yeah. think we all kind of cussed at our parents in our heads back in the gas. Oh, anyway. for that's sure. Like, you would slam the door. 
Like as a teenager, you would slam the door and then flip off the door as hard as you could. Yeah, it's that yeah. weird. You're absolutely like technically insane stage with all those hormones and you know what I'm saying. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy yeah, as shit. You know what I'm saying. You're crazy Blasting. and you think you know everything. Right. Like and you're horny as shit. It's just yeah. like blasting cum everywhere. It's just weird. <laughs> you could call that the cum blasting age. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's 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 the age of the cum blasters. Uh <laughs> it's just like Mortal Kombat and this is really doing something for me, Katana. This is our last show. oh man it's it's been so fun it's been fun it's been so fun man it's just we may be back next week we'll find out if we don't get canceled um (laughs) we've already had a ragnarok episode this year this is the second ragnarok episode right the numbers just keep going down um no so um oh the other thing too is that um i saw a thing yesterday there was (laughs) There, I was driving along, and there was a garbage truck, and it said Trash Daddy on it. And I called my wife, and I said, I want my new nickname to be Trash Daddy. And now that we talked about the age of cum blasters, I'm thinking of the age of Trash Daddy. <laughs> but then I took it too literal. I was like, what if there's a guy who just gets turned on by garbage? Oh. He's like, tell me about that rotten <laughs> banana. Okay, I don't know about that. I mean, it's probably true. Probably he, some weird he, shit like that. He just goes um, to the dump every Sunday <laughs> to sit in his that's truck what, by himself. That's what some people call it. Their significant <laughs> other. <laughs> oh, in the age of Al Bundy. This episode is called The Fall of Giants, The Age of the Cum Blasters. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. What man? No, oh, I'm kidding. I'm once kidding. Again. Yeah. All right, no, last no, piece okay. of news it's before okay. we get into the roundtable. Uh, Neo Geo's announced a new SNK's announced a next gen Neo Geo. This is something I don't think I would have ever seen happening. They are planning to do a next gen Neo Geo, Todd. This I'm kind of excited about this in a weird way, like. They're doing. They did the Neo Geo Mini, but now they're doing the next gen Neo Geo. Like, I don't know. Like, I see the name Neo Geo, and the, I think it brings up a time where like I we couldn't afford a system. Like, we had a Nintendo, of course, but you remember how expensive the Neo Geo stuff was back in the day? Like, yep. we weren't gonna buy that. That that shit was like six hundred dollars. But seeing right. it now, it's like, well, now that I'm an adult, having a Neo Geo would be awesome, just to see what was on there. Especially right. that console. I don't know. And then S- SNK's got such a legacy. Mostly for fighting games, for sure. Um, yeah, if you wanted like the original Neo Geo, they have the consoles on Amazon or eBay for like... They go between 600 and $1,200. So they're still expensive, like just to get one. I still kind of want that Neo Geo Mini. That thing looks dope. That's got the metal slug on there. Oh, yeah, I forgot they had the King of Fighters. Ah, oh, man, King of Fighters at the arcades. Especially because it was always the knockoff arcades at, like, the baseball. Like, the the the, the batting arenas. The batting cages. Yeah, it, was, it was dope. That was, that was my shit. Hey, man, no, but speaking of cum blasters, are you going to Anime Fest in August? 
No! No, I don't want to be covered in cum. It's gross. No, bro, I want to <laughs> No, you're not the one getting cum on. <laughs> lost her mind people all right let's move into the round table but no i'm not going to anime fest todd are you i might i don't know now but i was thinking bring something to put under your nose for the smell yeah just do that all right we're talking about the potential fall of giants here we're in the round table segment uh if you're still with us people (laughs) congratulations you've won a t-shirt because you've made it through (laughs) no i'm kidding right no, possibly send us an email. Yes. If you made it to this point, then we know that you made it to this point. And send us an email that you made it to this point and let us know what shirt you like from the store and be entered in the giveaway. Yes, yes, do that. Use the subject line "Come Blasters." Just do it. Or the show, or, or the boys, or, or the, the boys. boys, or the boys. Yeah, yeah, one of the two, so that we know that you made it to this point. So. Yes, yes. So, uh, no, here we go. Subject line, let's hear it for the boys. Let's do that. Let's hear it for the boys. That's the subject line. It I rem- don't like that at all. It's no, from Footloose. I know. That, and it, <laughs> that was some. You want to talk about Footloose and you don't like the show? No. The boys? I love Footloose. You, you, like, you love Footloose, though. I do love Footloose. <laughs> yes. That had a very good perspective. Very interesting. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon dancing in a warehouse. He's all mad and he's just throwing his arms around. He's like That's a weird ass movie, bro. That's a weird ass movie. So but I am okay. I know we're not taking a break. Kind of what what are your thoughts? Because I know you had some good points, man. What are your thoughts on, you know, companies like EA? Because we've been talking about it over the past couple of years with live services at the game and yeah. You know, some of the issues with Front 2 and just yeah. how it is tying in the overall larger pop culture, modern culture in general with just the amount of money that it's bringing in, how it's even being affected by the tariff and trade wars and how these companies are kind of infiltrating our one of our favorite pastimes, the most important thing in our little ecosystem. Like, what are your ideas and your thoughts on some of these larger companies, you know, crumbling down like the, the Roman Empire, if you will? I mean, I think it's overall it's probably going to be a good thing. Um, because anytime you don't have, I guess, a filtering out or recycling of content or companies is where you kind of get in trouble. I mean, the job sad is sad, you know, people losing jobs and shit like that. However, I think a lot of it has to do with their own indecision, not indecision. It's, it's the, the, it's this narrative that you build, especially because EIEA, like if you want to, okay, I'm getting there. If you want to take the perspective of EA versus like Bethesda, see, EA is not really crumbling because EA is huge and they've got a lot of money and they've been around for a long time and they've built a reputation as being the bad guy, but they never really try to fight against that reputation. They just make the games and move on with their lives and they just take it that they take the knock on the chin when it comes, but they just keep moving on because they got billions of dollars to do this. Um, 
So they're kind of used to it and their reputation is solid. Plus, they've got the sports genre that really kind of pulls them through in a lot of ways. They've got those significant continuous titles. That's why as a developer, you want to get the yearly releases, if you will. It's a yearly release. Uh, but you do want to get those yearly releases that bring in that cash, like the football and the basketball and stuff like that, for good reason. You know, it funds other projects and such. And then you buy studios and whatnot. Or kind of like Tibetan monks. Yes, the yearly release they get the one time a year. Um, <laughs> but no. But if you take EA, who is kind of solid in that reputation as the bad guy, you always need that bad guy, and they realize that any press is free press, even if it's bad press. Um, you know, their stock's gone up and down. <laughs> I'm going to shoot everywhere. Um, but no. So it really is that that perspective is that they've kind of built this reputation. Bethesda, on the other hand, you've really started to see their downfall over the last few years. I think you can trace it back a little bit further if you go to Skyrim. Because for a lot of long time, Bethesda's constantly done this thing of, you know, hey, we make games with imaginative worlds that have never been seen before, et cetera, et cetera. And they kind of hit the apex of that promise with Skyrim. And that's why Skyrim's been on everything. So where do you go from there? You know, where where do you take it from there? So you've got Bethesda mixed in with Oblivion originally, who was the original Fallout designers. And then you've got id Software, who's known for revolutionizing the first-person shooter. But with Bethesda, they maxed out their promise with Skyrim. They ported it to every system. And then they turn around and they use Fallout 4 as almost this weird beta test for Fallout 76 because the concept that Fallout 4 was supposed to be, like, there was supposed to be multiplayer in Fallout 4 that never made it into the final design. Um, And then they came out with Fallout 76 in this weird microtransaction way because they saw the future. And then also turn around and they start doing Elder Scrolls, what was it, Blades is the mobile game, right? So instead of innovating your storytelling, you try to innovate your, your business model and people you've built a reputation as a storytelling company and you've got this kind of Bethesda backing to you. And then you've got it on the other side that makes these crazy insane games and then also machina games and stuff like that. But when you start backtracking on your perspective that the game is for the players and you're making the game for the player, but now you're starting to make the game to kind of endorse this microtransaction model uh, like Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Blades, you lose trust in people. And when your perspective and you start to port Skyrim to everything to support that, because you know every time you port it over to something, it's going to make buku dollars because people will buy it three or four times over. So it's kind of this weird concept of Bethesda's really done their own unmaking here. You know, they've they've really been responsible for their own demise. Um, now, that to being said, I don't think it's too late if you got back to innovative stories and kind of really making the game about the player. Because Skyrim is a amazing example of a great single first-person player, like, you know, single-player game experience. You know, where it feels like a completely immersive world 
And I think if you make that promise to build those immersive worlds over and over again, you don't have to up the promise every time. You just have to up the technology a little bit. And I think people will always come back for the interesting storytelling. I hope that makes sense, Todd. No, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. It's hard to put to words. No, no, no. It's well thought. No, because you made a valid point as far as EA actually being in a good financial position, even though it feels as if with the anthems of the world and the, you know, uh, Andromedas of the world, just like Bioware failing and, you know, people just being pissed off about Battlefront or, you know, a, a lot of quote unquote hardcore gamers, you know, being really tired of Ultimate Team and multi microtransactions and, and, you know, EA products, sports like FIFA and Madden in particular, it doesn't necessarily show a sign that they're def- like failing but <clears throat> with Bethesda in particular specifically like I said it, it feels like that going to QuakeCon like oh man it was just Fallout 76 was such a fucking disappointment like a, you could feel almost the amount of money that was behind it and it just feels as if like okay this could be like a danger time for this company for a company that I I really love and I root for especially with their roots in Texas in particular and especially in a global economy and a global market when it's considered uh, or a situation where they anticipate the gaming culture to grow from 2.2 billion to like 2.7 billion in the next couple of years by 2020 um you know, you, you can concern yourself with, with companies that you grew up loving who provided games like Skyrim that lasted for a decade, possibly not existing anymore. But from my perspective, at, when I question it with particular, like specifically the, the, the companies like EA, Blizzard, Activision, Bethesda, where there are concerns like, oh, there's this narrative they're going away. The more I dug into it a little bit, I actually feel the opposite way now just right now right now i believe it's just a short-term correction like there's certain issues certain things went awry certain games don't don't always hit certain movies don't always hit but i always thought like for bethesda for example i thought that was a publicly traded company right like i thought it was like an ipo like uh ea or take two which is worth a god low amount of money which is just ridiculous but they're actually not they're like a privately owned company under the umbrella of Zenimax and it's been that way for a few decades they're, they're still worth about 2.5 billion in house so they're not even on the open market yet so actually the more I think about it if Doom holds its own which it should to kind of go back to the QuakeCon thing this was year of the Doom year of Doom and you could tell oh, like sure. that's a part of the business strategy they focused on okay let's double down let's fall back i told you you know like our reference when we went there last year you could almost feel the energy from you could tell like when you go to the office at bethesda or whatever and todd howard he probably was looking forward to go and check out what hugo martin and and mr stratton were doing and less of what was going on necessarily on the side of avalanche even though rage they were kind of hopeful for that you know what i'm saying yeah and 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 you know, <clears throat> whatever the fuck was going on with Blades or even Fallout 76 as much as they tried to pump it. But I think they're just waiting on Doom to drop. Okay. And then once Elder Scrolls, they really make that announcement. It, if it, if it's in the next couple of years, by 2021, they actually will make a solid announcement. They're actually will be in position 
to make a huge financial rebound. Oh, for sure. They, yeah. I mean, who's going to deny that everybody's going to go back and play an Elder Scrolls game? Like oh, everybody, everybody is. Everybody's right? going to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then with that said, the concern in that case is while we sit here talking about corporations in general um, in a kind of oligarchy system, where monopolies can cause real trouble. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, without them actually going away and having that healthy cycle and being able to, you know, support the indie, indie industry in, in a lot of aspects, almost turning into like Walmart in a way where it just, yeah, it's convenient. You can get a lot of cheap bullshit, but it, it kind of kills a lot of local businesses' ideas. Oh, yeah. It's kind of disheartening sure. for the consumer. And yeah. I think a lot of that kickback from consumers now and comic cr- creators is just that, this innate reaction to that kind of feeling and understanding like, hold up, wait, they can't just keep pushing shit on us and it's not really much that we can do about it. Yeah. And I feel like... Did that people, make any sense? It did, no, because I feel like... I feel like Bethesda's probably... If they're going to do the smart thing, they're going to take the Hello Games route. Which, Hello Games with uh, No Man's Sky, which just kind of stopped. They just stopped talking, and they just worked on the game. And I think that they did the smart thing by making it the Year of Doom, because Doom is still a huge seller for them. Like, I mean, you go back to Doom 2016, that's one of the best games in the last 10 years. It's just an incredibly fun experience. And I think you're right with Elder Scrolls coming out, as long as they don't take the reaction of hey, we need to put in microtransactions or some sort of facet in this game because I think if they did that, you would lose a percentage of your audience. People would still give it a shot, but you would you would really see them. This is, okay, give it the one fluster. Like, they, they fucked up with 76 in a big way. They really did. They fucked that whole thing up. It was not, it was a broken game to begin with. And it's got its fan base. Don't get me wrong. There are people who love Fallout 76, and I don't, and I'm not talking about the game itself um, as far as gameplay or whatever, because I've never played it. So I can't criticism on that. I can just critique them on the handling of that game and, you know, kind of the press surrounding that game and the things that they did to that game. However, that being said, if Elder Scrolls, if they get back to that concept of this is an Elder Scrolls game to and from, you know, this is not ESO. This is ESO is for the multiplayer. This is an actual single player story with very interesting, uh, you know, people who live day to day lives, etc. I think you could see the return of Bethesda in a big way. And I think you're 100% right about that. And I think them focusing on Doom this year was 100% the thing that they needed to do. Um, you could almost feel Rage 2 being a way to work out their engine. It was it was kind of an interesting... It's an interesting game. Don't get me wrong. I had my enjoyment with Rage 2. But you could almost see it as almost like a test. Like, for certain for certain mechanics that they were trying to fill out. So, yeah, Todd, your point totally makes sense. Um, you know, to see like, if... Like I said, the more we dug into it, it's like... Yeah. it's not, I don't think the fate of Telltale is going to happen necessarily to some of these companies at well, all. Well, Telltale yeah, was also... They did. They fucked up in their own way. They it was just, just made bad business, right? They bad just made business. more money than they could pay back. There was yeah. just too much investment in the in the you know. They took on too many couldn't... projects, and they right. they couldn't fulfill contracts, and that was just bad business. And that was what a... you could feel at QuakeCon with Bethesda to give them. You can fit. They it felt like they shrunk 
everything yeah. down. Which they should have. Said, okay, right. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, it might not be the greatest thing for right now in the short term, but if everybody is anticipating the, you know, we about to shift systems. Yeah. Google Stadia is about to come out. Like, if anything, I think the more I dug into it, the the main players are just getting stronger in a lot of ways. Now, maybe I'm just wrong, and I'm sure it's people out there that are more informed. And, of course, as usual, this is just a general discussion between two homeboys that like to talk about crazy shit in video games. So And scream hopefully, about things. <laughs> right. Hopefully, you know, this will spring some good commentary in the Discord on the Facebook as yeah. far as, like, other people's thoughts on it. You know, the motherfuckers that made it through all of the foolishness. But just from my humble opinion, it was just I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I just hope that it's a we make responsible transitions with all the all the craziness going on in the world. Yeah. Like, no, I totally agree with you. Um, It'll be an interesting now. See, that's the thing, though. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think that if they fuck up Elder Scrolls, that's where we're going to see the issue. That's Fallout 76 was a little bit different because Fallout's got its fan base, but not like Elder Scrolls. I mean, it's not as wide encompassing as Elder Scrolls is. Everybody, Bro, we talked about this several times, man. Everybody loves fucking Elder Scrolls. Yeah. That's solid when it comes to gaming, right? I never really was a huge fan of Fallout, even though I respect the fan base. We talked about that, yeah. We talk about this all the time. Like, what 76 fell off was, for like for an example, like a consumer base, someone like me that would be willing to invest in the series that's not necessarily a fan, all that bad press basically... It, it shut it like down. It, killed it. it shut that demographic down. Yeah. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, which is unfortunate, but it's not like I said. When Elder Scrolls, when the new Elder Scrolls comes out, it's you know that'll be different. Like, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. And it's a lot. Of, and that's but the things with companies like EA, Take Two, all these larger companies, even Blizzard. Like, didn't they just re-release World of Warcraft recently? Yeah they they've got Vanilla Edition coming out. Um, speaking of Blizzard, uh, Blizzard's another one that I kind of wanted to discuss because Blizzard seemed to be able to do no wrong, but lately with, you know, it feels like the vanilla release of Blizzard's World of Warcraft is kind of a, a, a grab. It's trying to regain a fan base it had 10 years ago. Um, because they really kind of, you know, when you talk about Blizzard, you know, with the idea of Hearthstone and the Diablo 3 Eternal or whatever Diablo Eternal coming to the cell phone market um, you know they, they're really kind of changing and shifting perspectives a lot into this different world and Diablo 3 was kind of a big disappointment on its own I mean don't get me wrong I like Diablo 3 a lot that's a game I played co-op with my wife and we both enjoyed quite a bit however Path of Exile, which came from some of the Diablo 2 developers, was what Diablo 3 really should have been. Because um, Diablo 3 by itself was not... It wasn't as engaging as a looter game. You know, it's it's not this... The dungeon-crawling looter that you wanted it to be like Diablo 2 was. And Diablo 2 really kind of changed the world and flipped it on its head because... You know, it introduced multiplayer and everybody was playing it at the same time and... I don't know. Diablo 2 was a whole experience. Like, if you talk to anybody in my group of friends at the time it came out, everybody was playing Diablo 2. Like, you're right. not playing Diablo 2 yet? What's wrong with you? Why not? It's incredible. And it really was. It's got some unique systems, and Diablo 3 kind of 
they went a little bit too big, I think. And I like Diablo 3, don't get me wrong, I do. But now they've kind of started to tarnish the legacy of Diablo by pulling that onto the cell phone market, which that's kind of a hard discussion to have for us because I don't necessarily think people who play cell phone games aren't true gamers. I mean, there's cell phone games out there that are a lot of fun and really interesting and you know, kind of unique, but for me, it still feels very much like a casual platform. And I think if you've got the hardcore gamers who feel Diablo represents a certain point in their life where the games were everything, putting it onto cell phones to go, hey, it's for casual people now, I think that's kind of the perspective it is. Even if it's not true, I think that putting anything onto the cell phone market gives it that perspective. Um, but that being said, other companies have done it. Um, Atlas has done it several times with the with the the Persona style series of putting games like that. I think it was they put um oh what is the name of that series Shin Megami Tensei. They put that out on the the cell phone market and the the Devil Survivor and Capcom. They put Monster Hunter stories out on the cell phone, but. So my question to you, Todd, is, so yeah, companies like Atlas and Capcom who are respected for their games, their core games that they develop, like Persona and Monster Hunter, they're able to release cell phone games onto the market without actually getting the negative press. But when somebody like Blizzard or Bethesda does it, they get this huge negative press. Does that come from their core games are suffering at the same time because they're doing these cell phone games and you see stuff like Atlas and Capcom, their core games don't suffer because of it. I mean, is is that the reason why the negative press is different when they release these mobile games? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I think that's kind of where it's I, at. I think it has to do with the type of subject matter and the type of core fan base that the different companies have. Yeah. I think Capcom has a looser kind of more open fan base that I might be that. more open yeah. to cell phone games i also think that cell phones are kind of infiltrating the gaming community because of the growth of the gaming yeah. base and when you have certain kind of google stadiums trying to capitalize yeah. on that specific business model i think the the loud minority in these places in these different fan bases have different perspectives yeah but i don't think that companies or at least the way companies look at it, that they're just a loud minority, but that's not the overall, overarching casual player for the full pool of people that they can get money from. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't know. That's a really good question. I, I have to put a little bit more thought into that. Me one. too. That's just the, the quick, off the top of my, you know, just don't feeling about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, Well, I could see that, though, because Capcom like, does yeah. have kind of a looser... Like think about Blizzard fan the fan base. These these are PC hardcore type of been playing MMOs from the beginning. Like you, you dungeon crawling. Yeah, I think it's a it's a weird world, man. It's a weird, weird, strange, complicated market. Real quick before we finish up, have you noticed that the news on Stadia started to dry up? Yeah, as it should. You I know think, what I'm saying? I, I think that people are just starting to see that the value isn't 
Yeah. Because it's not really worth it. It's not the Netflix of gaming. And it's, you know, the, we've discussed it before. Everybody's talked about it. The infrastructure might not be ready for it. I think a lot of these companies are projecting ahead a little bit too much. I think they're off on the projections. I think consumers might be tripping a little bit in their own way, too, thinking that we have more control over what these big corporations can and can't do and forget how easily the masses can be manipulated like as much of a fan of ubisoft is i've had some kind some concerns about them as an ubisoft fan i'm like man look at what they're doing here there you know this is gonna they, they could fall down and blah 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 and i can scream to the sky all i want but i'm sure ubisoft's doing fine i just re-downloaded watch dogs too <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's just you know and they've got legion creatures. coming out Right. It's just like yeah. as much shit as I talk, like as much shit as I talked about, the moral to the story, I think for me is this as much shit as I even personally talk about Madden and as much as I even talked about on our top seven uh, guilty pleasures, like my biggest one is 2K. I'm seasonally driven to go back to these games like a goddamn water buffalo on the motherfucking, you know, trail like it's it, and they know this. And the more information that they have on us and the less we're able to pay attention and keep an eye out, the more open we are to get get fucked over in large masses with these deep fakes. Like you seen the Chinese lady that the grandma is like 58 that tricked all these people and shit like that. It's yep. like a magic trick. The the moral to this whole thing, even more so than business falling are the like keep let's all be vigilant and keeping our eyes open on truly what's going on and, and being careful on information that we get that we all need to fact check shit as much as we can because we can find information on anything we want to believe if you want to believe yep. that shit is falling or if you want to believe that it's growing you can find what you want and it'll and it's a and it's a lot of stuff that i think we're being attacked marketing wise and i think we're getting lazy on an idiocracy type yep level with with shorter attention spans where we have to be responsible and try to pass around the best information that we can um, and support what was good and, and, you know, shit on what's not and, and keep it real with one another. But, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got. Once again, it's just throwing out that question to, to people yeah, that are smarter than me. Absolutely. Throwing that out to the tribe. So whether or not you agree or disagree with our opinions, let us know. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. STT underscore pod on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod again let us know what you think about uh the fall of major corporations see what's going on with the gaming industry kind of the full discussion all together and uh as we always do before we sign off stay humble stay humble the lion king made a billion dollars i still ain't seen it me neither <laughs> <laughs>